Go. Oh, I found it. Oh, I found it. It's good. You don't have to. It's good? What's... what? We're going. We're going? Yeah, we're on. Oh. I... but I didn't press the thing. Oh. Now I pressed the thing. Does it matter? Does anything? It doesn't matter. Really? It doesn't matter. Matter? Well, how are we using the word matter? What is matter? Is it tangible? Or is it something you feel? Well, if we're using the word matter as like objects with mass, then yes, matter is tangible. But what if I feel? But, but that's like, 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 uh, I, I don't know, a matter, like an issue of concern. You're listening to Dunson on Radio Free Brooklyn. An issue of concern. With us in the studio, just kidding, we're at home. Is Ben, is that what you want to go by? I didn't even ask you if you needed like a, a pseudonym. Well, I mean, we could use one of my superhero alter egos if you'd like. Do you want to? Do you want to be superhero alter egos right now? So, I have a superhero alter ego uh, whose name is Te Benji. And I also have a new super villain alter ego who just came into existence recently. We could, we could bring him out too. Okay, to Benji is the super villain alter ego his nemesis? Um, no. Oh, so they just coexist? Yeah, they just coexist. They don't. They don't really fight. They kind of stay out of each other's way for the most part. I mean, you have to remember that that I'm both of these things, so I'm. I'm not going to get in my own way. Wow. Wow. You are more successful than I am because of that. Because if I were to create both of these, they would obviously fight each other. And that says so much about you and me as people. Maybe. Maybe it just means that my definitions of good and evil are more malleable as compared to yours. Explore. What do you mean? And how so? What do I mean? Well, I mean, I call these figures my superhero and supervillain alter egos, right? Right. That's, I mean, what it is that makes them superheroes and supervillains, matters of good and evil, um, are relative, uh, subjective to a large extent. I'm not saying that there aren't moral facts because I do believe there are I just don't think that there are many of them uh, and therefore morality or ethics is somewhat relative I would say in these times morality ethics probably super relative or about to be probably by the time this airs even more so than the day we are recording it yeah, there's lots of shit going down these days. Yeah, let's predict what's going on right now at airtime. What's going on right now yeah. at airtime? And just know well, that this is going to air this Saturday, and this is all happening over the doors. Okay. Um, so... The doors. Yeah, the end. So what's, so what's it going to be like as of Saturday? 
Um, we may have shelter in place, but Cuomo is being a dick, so maybe not. Being a dick how? Uh, I mean, refusing to tell people to stay in. So, you think you should be telling people to just stay in? Honestly, yeah, probably. Rather than just not giving them anywhere to go? Well, not, I mean, what do you mean by not giving them anywhere to go? So... He's basically, the way that I understand what he's been saying, he's saying, like, I can't save you from yourself, but I'm trying. Um, if I tell you all that on this day, at this time, I'm going to say you can't be here or do this, you're going to work around it in your little crafty ways. So I have to figure out what your move is. Like, it seems like he's in, like, this never-ending game of chess with a mass of people that he's predicting their next move? Um... I guess. Like, that's what I'm getting from watching him speak about the situation. He's like, let me explain why you're all mad at me and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like... I don't know. People were mad that nothing, we're not allowed to go to work. We're not allowed to do anything. Like everything is closed, but we still have to move our cars. He's like, yeah, because do you really want garbage piling up everywhere? Like, do you know why you moved your cars? I don't know. Well, no, didn't, didn't they suspend alternate side parking uh, uh, recently? Yes, they, they did. I think Wednesday, this Wednesday, but people were complaining about it for over a week because last Wednesday was when like live shows stopped having audiences. Right. Because of people over a certain amount. Like, everything started closing. Some things were kind of canceling on their own because they're like, man, maybe we don't want to kill the people that might come here uh, in the future. So let's just not invite people to be here. But now people are not, like, they they close the theaters later. Like, after some people just decided on their own they weren't going to be open. So now, like, where are people going? They're going to stores to buy things. I could do laundry. I did laundry, so that was allowed. That shouldn't have been, but it was, and I'm happy because my, my sheets are clean. You got you, you. don't have laundry in your apartment, right? No, it's the worst. No, yeah. I have it in my building, but I'm on the third floor and it's in the basement. Oh, that's not that bad. I want to be like, oh, you yeah. poor thing. But when I lived in a home, it was in the basement, and I lived on the third floor. It was the second floor, but it was definitely two flights of stairs to the to the laundry. Oh uh, yeah, see, mine involves a courtyard, whole different beast. Ooh, that sounds pretty loud. It's not. Okay, mine involves involves driving to the place where I do the laundry, and then just hating everything about the place that I'm doing the laundry. And I drove there. I could have driven anywhere, but I chose that one. Yeah, that's way worse. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I haven't done my own laundry in a very long time. Do you? When do you think you'll be able to do it again? Oh, wait, because you have a service, right? Yeah, I just need a service. Are they still operating? No. Okay. So, I'm gonna have to do my laundry again for a little while. Please don't be like those guys that I sent you video. You're the only person that saw that video. 
Which video were we talking about? Uh, do you remember I sent you a video of me writing in a notepad complaining about the guys in the laundromat? Yeah. yeah. See, I can't be like those guys because no laundromat. I'm just going to use the thing in the in the basement. They were the worst people. Um, do you do that in your basement? Because you might be a terrible person. No. All right, good. Yeah, no, they, they were the worst. Uh, they came in, and right now, everybody knows you you need to social distance. Stay away from people. Yeah. We're doing laundry. The place is pretty much empty. At the point when we come in, there's maybe three other people doing laundry. One of them works there. Maybe four. And I wanted to use a machine near a person, but it was too close to the person. So Bull was like, yeah, maybe don't use that one. It's a little too close to the person. I'm like, oh, yeah, good point. So that's how everybody's approaching it. Then these two fucking dickbags come in and they like put their stuff right next to my stuff, which makes no sense other than like, are you here to steal things? Because why would you be so close to other people's stuff? Because you know, if people have stuff there, that the people are gonna come and touch their stuff and be near their stuff and then breathe near you near their stuff. So these people have gloves on, so they're not completely unaware of what's going on. But for some reason, they're still in my space. Um, so I grab my stuff. I cough on them. I just, I, I wanted to cough on them. Uh, and I then watched them continue to have loud conversations on the speaker about how it's the end of their world because they can't do whatever the fuck normal shit they do. Uh, they're the worst people. And I can't wish it on them because then that would mean somehow I pushed it near me. Uh, but gah, gah. Anyway. That's what we're yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you drinking? A little bit. Good. I just did. See, here's the fun thing. If you guys are listening now, you will get to hear uh, me pre-gaming this drunkenness. Um next week at 7. Wow. Isn't it crazy times we're living in? Yeah. Yeah. What is it you're drinking? I'm drinking a wine called Prophecy. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon and it's from California. Um, This is a Scottish alcoholic ginger beer. Ooh. That sounds really good. Yeah, there's an elephant on the label. I like it. You know, you would. You just would. I'm glad it's not some basic shit. I respect you more knowing that you're drinking something that I like. And that isn't <laughs> normal. Like, not, it's not basic. Yeah? Yeah. We could have gone with the homemade wine. Wait, what? I said we could have gone with the homemade wine. I could have had a glass of homemade wine. As in you make wine? You didn't know that? You are a very interesting person, and I don't know everything about you. I never told you that my family makes wine. Oh, it's a family thing now? I thought this was a thing you did. No, no, no. no. It's a family thing. Wow. No. It's been a while, too. We haven't haven't done it in a while, actually. But we did. We used to do it a lot, and I still have, like, a reasonable amount left. And how long has your family been doing this? Oh, God. Um, 
probably, I want to say, about a decade and a half. Okay. So in the middle of your life at some point, your family's like, hey, let's start making wine. Yeah. Well, my dad, really. And were you a part of this? Like, tell me this story. Yeah, I'll help out sometimes. And he has friends who help out sometimes. And my sister will help out and stuff like that. But it's mainly my dad and his friends. And they'll, uh, you know, we used to, we have this giant vat that we would get these grapes in. Typically, they would be imported. uh, The seeds would be imported from either Italy or France and then grown over in California and shipped over New Jersey, which is where we would get them. Uh, And then we would take them and put them in this giant tub, and we had this big old grinder thing that we would use, and you grind them up, and you let it sit for a while, and you sift it out, and you portion it into demijohns. You have to add the right kind of chemicals to it at the right time and uh then you let it sit for a really long time in these big glass jars uh you can't let any air get into it so you have this little contraption at the top and then uh, after a certain period of time you uh bottle it up give it out drink and and you didn't do that recently like what season do you guys do this in wow it's been a while i don't think we've done it since 2016, I think, was the last time we did it. Oh, no. Do you think it'll be the last last or just the last for a while? Well, you know, um, maybe we're just waiting for Trump to leave office. <laughs> yeah, everything changed. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Maybe that's, it's probably coincidental. No. I don't know. It's not. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that everything changed. Everything changed. I remember the day that it was, like, the day after elections. Yeah. I've said this a million times. If you listen to the show, you've heard it. But you know what? Who knows if today even exists? I kid. Um, But, yeah, the day after it happened, I just remember seeing, like, somebody looking. Everybody was quiet on the subway. That's not a thing. Like, the subways aren't quiet. Um, and then like one guy was just like looking down the tracks and it, it, you could just kind of tell that, I don't know, it, it looked like he was contemplating suicide. I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting, but I'm pretty sure that's what I saw in his eyes. Yeah. I remember the night after the, cause I stayed up, you know? Um, and <laughs> it's actually kind of funny cause I had just gotten a new job, you know? And, uh, what was it? I think I had just gotten, I, like, I had just gotten hired, literally just gotten hired, uh, like, the day before the election. And I was supposed to start, like, a week later or something like that. And I remember watching the election on TV and the results come in and being like, this is absolutely unreal. Like, I don't believe this is happening at all. This is completely insane. And I had a dream that night that Donald Trump came to like a family barbecue that that was happening at my parents' house. Um, and in the dream, the house, like my parents remodeled their house when I was in high school around like my junior, senior year or something like that. Um, it was like the old house from before it was remodeled. It was weird. It was a weird dream. And like Trump showed up and like people started 
flipping out and I don't know. I was trying to like convince him to not be president. It didn't work clearly. That is terrible. I wish it did work. I wish you could have lucidly fixed it. I had a weird dream about, I think, Ivanka Trump that involved picket signs, and it ended in an almost orgasm in real life or an actual orgasm. I can't remember, but I'm, I know it was an orgasm dream. Do you have those? I did. It's been a while. I used to. What Would you know that you were having them, or would it always just be like a gift? It was a surprise. Um, I didn't have too many. See, here's the thing. My brain is kind of a bastard. Um, and so most of the sex dreams that I have had in my life, I wake up before the sex happens. Like, I'll be just about to get to the penetration, and then I'll wake up. And it's like, ah, what a tease. My own head is such a fucking tease, you know? What do you think that is? Why is it like that? Yeah. Maybe I hate myself. <laughs> I don't know. It's so simple. I'm like a subconscious level. Maybe I'm like displeased with myself and I'm like trying to cock block myself. I don't know. Do you feel like you do that in real life? Like you'll get close to the thing and then not close? No. See, that's no, the thing. Really. I don't think so either about you. I think you're successful. And I think I have another friend that was also successful. And he would tell me that he had these dreams where he would like, it would almost be sex. And then, nope. Just, no, so I'm not alone in this. No. And I want to know what this dream is because I don't know. Two that's dudes. Good. That's good to know. Yeah, I don't know. That's just like you and one other guy. That's it. I also have really, really fucking weird dreams sometimes. Like really bizarre out there shit that you would think. Like the kind of stuff that you would see in, in like, fuck, what's that guy? Who's that Who's that guy? I know, but I want you to keep trying. What guy? Fuck, who's, who's that guy? Which guy? Uh, he does movies Lynch Lynch uh, Hold on, hold on Lynch. It is David Lynch No, not that guy Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, that's a good example too, actually Michelle Gondry? No Fincher? David Fincher? Oliver Stone No Like, what did he do? Ah, Aronofsky, that's it. No! Uh, I yeah. I could have known that one. <laughs> I know his yeah. music videos more than than his movies. What movies has he done? What movies has he done? He's done a bunch of movies that I really like. Like what? Um, he did, as a director or as a writer, first of all, because let's distinguish between the two. Um, um, director. All right, writer. as a director, as a director. Oh, you know what? Um, I'm out of my mind, and I know exactly who that is. I've referenced yeah, him so many times too. Yeah, High uh, Requiem for a Dream, uh, no. The Wrestler, The Fountain, Black Swan. Wow, that no. was Mandela Effect Love in it. in in real time. No, I've I've I know Darren Aronofsky because uh, a lot of his movies end with the person dying doing what they love. 
Yes. That is, for me, the that is the definition of a Darren Aronofsky. He has he has my he made my second favorite movie of all time, which would be my favorite movie of all time if it weren't for kind of like a gimmick taking the number one spot. What do you mean? Yeah. So my favorite, like if you if you ask me what my favorite movie of all time is, the answer is probably Clerks. That's um, the gimmick one. Yeah, that's the one where it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's Clerks. That's why it's number one. But, like, this was the first rated R movie that I'd ever seen in my entire life. And, like, it's just, it's been a staple in my life for a lot of times. I've connected with a lot of people over that movie specifically. And so it holds, like, a special place there. But, like, in terms of my favorite movie uh, for a movie that I just, you know, appreciated and thought it was really well done... That's that's uh, an Aronofsky film, The Fountain. Oh, I don't know that one. You don't remember that one with Hugh Jackman and Raquel Weiss and who else is there? Some other people in it who are famous. And he's uh, a conquistador in ancient Spain, uh, traveling to the New World to find the Tree of Life because he seeks immortality, so that he can save the Queen of Spain from the. Uh, was it the the Inquisitor? And uh, then there's this thing that happens like now, or I guess whenever the movie was made, which was like back in like oh five, oh six, something like that, right? Um, and Hugh Jackman is a doctor, and Raquel Weiss has cancer, and he's trying to cure her cancer. Uh, and then there's the future part where it's like thousands of years in the future, and he's immortal we've we've fixed having to die and he's trying to bring his wife back and so he's traveling to the nebula shibalba and uh it's just an incredible movie literally all about accepting uh the inevitability and the reality of death i think i saw it but I also think it's one of those ones where you could i don't know i think it's so weird i don't know if i remember it that's like visually stunning too. Is it a lot um, like what dreams may come? Similar, uh, in certain ways, similar. I want to see it. Very, both very visually stunning movies. Both uh, very emotional films. I either want to see it or I want to see it again. I don't know. I think I've seen it. And bless you. How are you doing? Is that just a smoker's cough? Yeah. Good. How drunk well, are I you? I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were answering the first question. I'm uh, I'm not very drunk. I have had half a beer. I'm very drunk. I've had half a bottle. <laughs> I haven't. Okay. But I am very drunk. I've had two-ish almost glasses, and it's a lot for me. You know, I feel like my life kind of changed when I came to the realization that a bottle of wine is really only four glasses. Did I tell you that? No. How did you learn it? What do you mean? I, I've had a lot of bottles of wine in my life. Yeah. That's what it is. So I know, so I know that a bottle is roughly four glasses. Yeah, I only know that because of waitressing. I think, I think that's true. <laughs> 
Like, it's really four glasses, but if you pour it right, you can get extra glasses, and then the manager likes you more. No, that just sounds like capitalism. It is capitalism. And the funny thing is, like, I don't care about any of that, and if the entire system fails, I think I'm going to be rich in the future. Wait, what? I don't know. I've got a lot of toilet paper. I've got a lot of hand sanitizer. Just saying. I've also got this sound set up. I'm pretty sure I am ready for the apocalypse. Oh, okay. I don't know. What about you? Um, no, I don't think I'm ready for the apocalypse. Really? You've been promised it your whole life, haven't you? Have I been? Haven't you? Or am I the only one? No, I don't think I've been promised the end of the world. Really? Y2K? That was the first promise for you. No. I imagine. I mean, all right. No, you you know, I I think you're right. I mean, a lot of people made a big deal of 2012, too, right? They're like, oh, the Mayan calendar. At 2009, wasn't there supposed to be a rapture? Is that a thing? I think it was. Maybe it wasn't 2009, but I remember there being a rapture, or there was supposed to be a rapture. I'm pretty sure there was a rapture, and that's why no new movies are coming out. No new movies are coming out? (laughs) Yeah. Like, everything is a, a remake. Or bad sequel. I think that that's been a problem for a while, though. The rapture. Um, but yeah, I think 2012, everything was supposed to end because, yeah, the, the Mayan calendar. Yeah, that was a thing. No, I remember that being a thing. You know what else I'm wondering, I'm wondering about? What? Is like, I feel like there's some leeway with stuff because of this whole, like, quarantine situation, you know? Um, and so... I kind of want to see if I can get away with, like, not paying certain bills and just, like, being like, oh, hey, you know, quarantine. Oh, I'm sorry. I was. Do you hear a lot of weird noises? No. I hear, like, a bunch of beeps. So what bills? Uh, I, I just got a call from a credit card company that was like, is there any way we could help? Maybe we could alleviate a late fee. And I'm like, uh... Sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for really knowing what's going on out there. <laughs> um, I would say... No, I have not had anything like that happen. I know, I just... And most of my bills are on auto pay, too, so I would probably have to, like, turn them off of auto pay. And then they'd be like, hey, so what's going on? And I'd be like, oh, virus. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, no, we understand, but, like, we like money. I'm like, well, yeah, I like money, too. So I figured, you know, all circumstances considered, uh, I wouldn't give any of it to you this month. Yeah. Right? That seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, I want to see how long we can go. I think I, I hope Fight Club, <laughs> just straight up, you know. I'm just like... The government is going to give us money 
I'm like, it's probably not going to be enough, first of all. But let's see what happens. Is this the... And also, like, they're talking about if they, if they actually do suspend rent and mortgage payments and then give us money, too, then everything will be fine. Like, for the most part, I feel like everything will be fine. But I don't know. There's this beam. Did I send you the beam? <laughs> of, um, what is it? got it, it's, it's text and then a picture uh from rick astley's never gonna give you up right I that have music not video this one from you who oh are my you God, sending I it to we're I like love it. officially like the most we we send each other the most memes i think uh you're you're definitely someone who gets a lot of memes from wow me. <laughs> so you have someone you send more memes to uh i, I send memes to everybody wow Wow. Wow. So let me tell you that our relationship was different to me up until this point. Uh, you are the person I send the most memes to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really send memes to people, but I send them to you. And it delights me when I find one that I know I have to share with you. Because I know uh, that you appreciate memes because you send me, a, like, you curate them. So, yeah, so here's the thing. I definitely curate the memes for everybody. Yeah. So, like, you definitely get a curated feed of memes <laughs> that is specifically picked out for you. Yeah, I know. And every now and then I'm like, what is this? And you're like, I was, it was a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it was a wild card. And every yeah. now and then the wild card will be like, hmm. Like, there is one uh, that basically sums up your wild cards. It's like, Oh my God, people are into that? Wait a minute. Now I'm into that. <laughs> Do you know the I one I'm talking that. about? Yeah, I think I remember that one. It was like someone searching the internet and then like finding out people's kinks and they're like, ugh, people are into that? And then they're like searching the internet to find out what it is and then they're like, ugh, now I'm into that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, no, so I'm this I'm going life. to send you this meme. But this is I think this is my favorite. Um my favorite of the quarantine memes so far. Uh is quarantine. It's, it's got some yeah, nah, quarantine memes. It. Yeah. Maybe uh, that is it. So it's got a bunch of text on the top and then the image from Rick Astley's never gonna give you up music video. And uh the text has the government on top, it says government the government is saying you're not allowed to work anymore. And then underneath it, it says landlords saying, but you still have to pay rent. And then underneath it, it says me handing out pitchforks. And then there's a colon and underneath it is the frame from Rick Astley's never going to give you up. And it's the shot with the lyric that says, you know, the rules. And so do I. And that is, my favorite meme of the quarantine so far. I every time I look at it, I think it's so funny. I don't know why. And it's like I think if you were to talk to me on the internet, uh if you were to get into a conversation with me on Facebook or something like that, that you would get the impression uh that I'm like an anarchist or a communist or something. Um but I'm but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> is the thing. I'm really not those things. 
I've um, gotten to know you, and I think that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's, so I talk a lot, and I feel like uh, I, I, I um, am very accepting and understanding of a lot of different ideas. And I think that uh, our society is, is very uh, dogmatically capitalist. Um, and so any kind of critique of capitalism or acknowledgement of its fallibility is met even by people who sometimes consider themselves Marxists uh, with um, kind of the, I don't want to say like, like disbelief, but it's, it's kind of like met with the, the presumption uh, of a certain mindset that, that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Uh, and so I, I talk about that stuff a lot and I ask a lot of questions and consequently a lot of people happen to think that I'm a communist or an anarchist, uh, but I'm not, I'm not those things. What are you? That's a question that I haven't answered yet. Uh-oh. So how do you know you're not a communist and an anarchist and that those cops are here for you? Yeah, right. That's what they're coming for. Uh, Do you think there's more or less sirens happening outside your window right now? Like, lately? Uh, as of late, it's not the same. Okay. M- me too, I think. But, like, weirder weirder stuff is coming up. Yeah. There's not a lot. There's not a lot. This is, the, the area that I live in is not, like, really that bad. I live in northern Astoria, up, at, up by Ditmars. There's, like, nothing going on here. Um, but down by you, mm-hmm. there's some action sometimes. Yeah. Uh, over like the Bushwick area, not Bushwick itself. Bushwick itself is relatively tame for the most part, but if you get, you know, over into like Bed-Stuy or like, uh, where's, where's one of those other areas right, right by you? Um, mm. Clinton Hill? No, that's not the one that I was thinking Ridgewood, of. But that's not. No. no. Over, by, over by Prospect Park. Is it Prospect Heights? No. It's actually not that bad. I really don't know. I don't know. Um, but regardless, yeah. There's some action down by you sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I woke up to strange noises inside my building, as well as flashlights from the people in the buildings across. Like, okay, so there's that block and this block, right? So let's say there's First Avenue and Second or like first street and second street. So if I live on second street, the people on first street, I see their backyard. So the people on first street were flashing fucking flashlights into my window. One night in the middle of the night. And while simultaneously, I heard like knocking. That's weird. Yeah. That would make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, a lot of weird things happen that I don't understand and I want to understand them, but not if it means finding out. Do you have a shotgun? No, but I want one. (laughs) 
I think you can. I think you're allowed to own one. Is that true? I think so. You, I think upstate you're allowed like a rifle or something. Yeah, I think rifles and shotguns you're allowed to own. Um, handguns, no, especially not here in the city, no. Um, and you're not allowed to like modify them in certain ways, but I don't know. I feel like if I were you, I would want a shotgun. Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm not like a big gun guy, you know, like I don't like guns. I'm not like, I don't own any myself personally, but, uh, I don't know. I also, I, you live, you live on the ground floor, right? No. Or it's not really the ground floor. No, it's not the ground floor. You live on the first floor, right? Second. Is there someone living under you? Yeah. There is a basement dweller. <laughs> well, that's what they are, right? Well, no, but without describing the building too much. No, it's a legit apartment. It's a basement dweller. I know because you you have you have a railroad flat essentially, and it's like, you know, there's someone above you and then someone below you. It's not like a basement because there's probably a sliding door in the back, right? And like windows and stuff like that. Well, I actually have never seen the inside, and I'm sad because it just got a new tenant, which means that it was open, and I would love to have it because it has a backyard. And right now, there are beautiful flowers blooming. Because the former tenant was an angel. Wow. But you, like, your landlord's like kind of a steady dude. Oh, my God. Like, kind of an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really scuzzy dude. <laughs> yeah. Scuzzy's probably not even a strong enough word. The dude sounds like a nightmare, honestly. Yeah. Like I said, kind of an understatement. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I can see why, like, does he know that you would have been interested in it? Have you ever been like, oh, hey, so let me know if that one opens up? Or is that, like, not even a conversation you would want to have with him because he's, like, such a weirdo? Okay. The truth is I may have missed an opportunity to have that conversation because I actively avoid those opportunities. Yeah, but I don't blame you. Yeah. Because he's, like, weird and, like, gross. Maybe. Yeah. Um, everything I've told you, you know. I don't know if everybody listening knows everything, but they do know at least I think they know that I will let things just kind of bother me before I'll call him for help. Unless of course uh, I have to, uh, because yeah, it's yeah. so, I'm aware of that. I've given you shit about that. Cause I saw like, that you had a hole in your ceiling and I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? And you were like, Oh yeah. I remember there was that whole like scenario where that dude, who was like staying with you for a little while was like, you told him not to touch it. And then he tried to like fix it himself. And then the guy came through and was like, eh, it looks fine. And you were like, fuck. Actually that story has a little bit more. So let's say it. So that guy actually 
I told him that my landlord was coming. Please don't be here when he arrives. And it's not like I'm not allowed yeah. a roommate. It's just that a dude yeah, that. on the couch in his underwear or shorts is going to make him mad. So he mm-hmm. decided that he was going to be there when the landlord showed up. And he was. And then the landlord showed up and he didn't like it. But that's irrelevant because I didn't know it until later when he tried to charge me for garbage and then raise my rent. Um, petty, like petty shit that I don't, yeah. I, I'm not going to be able to edit this out. Oh shit. So anyway, um, and the other thing that happened that you're talking about was there was a hole in the ceiling that I had put tape on because I'm like, I'd rather just do this than, than have him come in, ruin my shit, fix it, but like ruin my shit, make me feel very uncomfortable. Um, and then, you know, it's going to be like a shit job anyway. And it's not going to fix anything. So let's just whatever. But then it like opened up and I like I just put tape up and it, the tape opened up and there was a hole there. And I told the roommate, I was like, hey, let's leave this hole. And he's like, no, I don't want it. Because what if like a thing happens or like a mouse, whatever's? And I'm like, it, that none of that's going to happen. My landlord is coming. Just leave it. If he's already in the building, like, he'll just do it. Like, it's just that that's how that works. Like, he's here and we don't have nothing special. Like, I don't have to go. No, nobody goes out of their way for extra visits. He's already here. Um, but he decided to steal my white tape to fix, fix, air quotes, fix the hole. Um with the tape and then when the landlord came the next day and saw the guy on the uh, couch in his underwear and then the thing in the ceiling he was like well the ceiling looks fine and then like later on sent me something in the mail raising shit asking for money saying I'm going to get it from you one way or another oh yeah what were you saying I remember, I remember that scenario it was a whole thing it was there's a whole thing right there. Radio Free Brooklyn Drives to Five fundraising campaign is underway in May. RFB turned five year, turns five years old, and we need to raise $25,000 so we can continue bringing you Dunn Sun and our other great programming for another five years. We're only 30% there, so we have a long way to go, just a couple of months. You know, it's so weird doing any of this right now because, like, isn't the fucking world ending? It kind of feels that way. Like, does anything matter? Like, do commercials matter when you watch them? <laughs> um, yes. This is how I've always felt. I think commercials do matter, yeah. Um, and in fact, I think there's something about advertising that I find soothing to an extent. If you'd like to make a small monthly donation to help us reach our goal, the easiest way to give is to text... RFB give five. That's RFB G I V E five two four 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 three two one. And you can make a pledge right on your phone. We also have some great gifts for giving available on our website, including a limited edition five year t shirt designed by former Clash manager Cosmo Vinyl. You might even be able to get a free one if you complete our monthly challenge. 
If you'd like to get one of these great premiums, you can make your donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Drive to Five. If you can't afford to give, you can still let us know how much you love us by calling our special voicemail at 718-673-8201 and leave us a message letting us know why you love RFB or to wish us a happy birthday. And if you consent, your message may be played on the air. Radio Free Brooklyn has mobile apps, so when you're not in front of your computer and you're on the go and you want to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn, go ahead and listen to it on your iPhone or Android app, available at the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store for Android. Again, we also have RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. I said again, but it's my first time telling you about it. What else have I not told you about? Dashi. Dashi is amazing. When you're allowed out of the house, go eat at Dashi. But if you're not allowed out of the house, why don't you order from Dashi? By contacting DashiBrooklyn.com. They're amazing. They have food. They just might be open. Like, what's real anymore? Sisterswithpurpose.net is real. Check them out. Did I lose you because it was advertising? Did you get soothed to sleep? No, no, no. I'm still here. (laughs) Well, I told you, I appreciate advertising. There's something about it that I find soothing. Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't going to do it. And then you said that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to comfort you in these times. Yeah, I mean, if you so we were talking about movies earlier. I told you about a couple of my favorite movies. My favorite television show of all time, without a doubt, is Mad Men. Yeah. Um, and that's all. Yeah, I love Mad Men. Huh. Why? Did you? Because it was phenomenal. Oh my God! First of all, Don Draper as a character is absolutely incredible. He is just the quintessentially flawed. Uh, protagonist, strong, uh, chauvinistic in a lot of ways, and ultimately well-meaning, but just crippled emotionally and wreck of a human being that we ultimately, most of us are, uh, you know? And and I think that it it really does a great job of showing how that's like terrible, terrible ideal to strive towards, and yet we still all do it. Not all of us, of course, but a lot of us do. Uh, and the character growth of all the characters, the characterization, character arcs are all phenomenal. Everything, all the plots are really well written, except for a few things that were kind of contrived. But like what? And pace is a bit of a problem, but I blame AMC for that more than you know Wine or the other writers. Um, so I don't know. I felt like a lot of the stuff that the company went through, if you look at the timeline of the company, a lot of it just kind of seems arbitrary by the end of it. Cause it's like, Oh, they have this thing where they, they're, uh, what, they get bought out by another company and they, they fire uh, everybody and make another new company and then merge together with another company and they get bought out again. And it's just like, <sighs> very tumultuous decade for an advertising firm. You know, that was before we started watching uh, pretty much its own entity, tried and true, for however long. I don't remember how long they said Sterling Cooper existed for. Um, But that was, for the most part, the only thing that that I feel like was super contrived about some of it. 
Although at the end, when I was watching it for the first time, I, I did feel like uh, Peggy's relationship seemed slightly arbitrary. Uh, but upon rewatching it, I felt that that was actually more well-developed. We kind of handed at it a little bit and, and had the two characters growing closer. I, mean, I guess I didn't really recognize that as well the first time that I watched it, paying attention to other stuff. Um, and I like all the female characters, too. I mean, January Jones, Christina Hendricks, um, who is it, Kiernan Shipka? Phenomenal. Um, and, uh... Who was that? What's her name? Who, Kiernan Shipka? Yeah. She was Sally Draper. She's also, um, Sabrina on the Netflix Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. These okay. Days. That's why you remember her name from Mad Men. <laughs> But you don't remember her from Mad Men. Like, I know that she was the kid on that, but, like, I don't know her name. How, what is it again? Kiernan Shipka. Wow, that's a cool name. <laughs> Go her parents. Yeah, and then uh, Elizabeth Moss, too, Peggy Olsen. Come on, I gotta like her. I gotta like the Peggy Olsen character. Yeah, no, that definitely. I watched the show, and for me, it was more about her. And I know yeah, Don Draper was there, and he's totally, like, Tasty Honestly, it's hard for me to choose whether or not I like Don or Roger better. They're both such great characters. <laughs> like, is Roger, Roger the older guy? Yeah, Roger is John Slattery, and I like—I mean, every I like every single character in the show. I thought they're all so well done. Yeah, they're both hot sleeves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you see, so you got Don, who is your traditional, you know, attractive man, and then you've got Roger, who is the silver fox. He's just that guy, but older. Yeah, basically. It's the same model. It's just like different vintage. Well, well, they're different. They're they're not exactly the same. I mean, you know, the character of Don is the whole uh, phony, you know, impersonator. So he, because he's actually Dick Whitman. And then, you know, spoilers for a show that's been out. You had your time, ever. people. <laughs> um, yeah, and you figure that out. Like, you find that out within the first season, too. It's not like they make it clear pretty quickly. Whatever. You had your chance. Watch yeah. Mad Men is the point. It's on Netflix. You, everyone has Netflix. Or just listen to us first ruin it for you. Time. Yeah, no. <laughs> we don't know that um, older hot man isn't a big fucking phony, too. No, you do. We do. Because he inherited, you know, he's Roger Sterling. The name Sterling came from his father, who helped found the company with bird cooper in the first place oh that's so fucking gatsby isn't that gatsby gatsby yeah well yeah because that's that's like the point not scarface but gatsby yes so that's the point of the uh um the roger sterling character well no like gatsby's also a big old phony and then like scarface is a big old phony and scarface is well, basically no, the great gatsby yeah, so that's more like Don. That's not like Roger. Oh, Roger it? is like the ultimate insider who has been handed everything for his entire life. And well, everything has be... been served up to him on a silver platter. And he's oh, never had to try hard for anything. And Don is the one who is the fraud. Yeah. You yeah. could get away with that shit back then. You could. You can't. It's much tougher now. Yeah, like, I watched a whole bunch of things about, like, people who just 
up and left their life for a new one. Sometimes it was like cool adventurous stuff, and other times it was just like meth in the south. But like they all just decided yeah. one day and they were able to just do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but that's way tougher these days. Yeah, because there's like all sorts of shit that will like track you and follow you, and they'll be like, ah, ah. Like, this episode hasn't aired. Of course, people hearing it right now are listening to it on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Thank you. But we probably are being listened to right now. Actually, Oh, now. by, like, the government, you mean? Who knows? Like, I have Google in the house and Siri on the phone. How many robots you got yeah. fucking surveying, surveilling you? Um, probably just my phone at this point, honestly. Yeah. Well, it just vibrated. It did. Just to Mm -hmm. let us know. No, I'm sure it was a real person, but still. It is. It's a friend of mine from high school. And she sent me a meme. Ah, is it a good one? Would you forward it to me? Uh, I will. No, I don't mean like, can you? I mean like, normally, would you see this meme and be like, "Mm, forward this to Catherine? Uh, let's see. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I like that it went, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I'll send it to you. Nice. It's uh... One of these, one of these things are getting worse. Me, ah, what the fuck? I thought I saw. Right, here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna send you another one too. Fuck, where's it? Here it is. Here it is. All right. There you go. I sent you memes. Why? Thank you. Did you send the one that you were describing? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was the first one I sent you. Ah! I'm going to send you the potato that you're supposed to draw yourself onto, and I'm going to show you the potato that I drew of myself. What? It's a little potato, and it says use the potato to draw yourself. So I sent you the potato of my the potato template, and you have to draw yourself. And then I sent you the drawing that I did of myself using the template. Uh, which is very childish. All right. I do want to point out that you said you are not a communist anarchist, but on the drawing of yourself, you drew... There's an anarchy symbol? Yeah. Okay. Listen. The <laughs> thing about that is I am kind of a troll. <laughs> so... The anarchy is not practical, but I think it's probably the closest to a political philosophy that I can uh, can side with. Um, and realistically, I will acknowledge that anarchy is completely impractical uh, and that it doesn't it doesn't work. It's not stable. It is inherently unstable, and so any uh, anarchist society will inherently either collapse from within and result in dictatorship or just be usurped by an outside force. That's just how it happens. It's just, it's just impractical. But 
you know, it's a nice thing to think about. It'd be kind of cool if it wasn't for the fact that it's not possible. Anarchy's not possible? Because it's too hard to organize? No, it's just, it's, it's just a, it can't exist except in a vacuum, you know? Like, it can't exist unless there are no external or internal forces acting upon it. And that's not reality. So I like, I like their philosophy. I like the things that they say. Those things make sense. They're compelling and they're wonderful ideas. It, I like them. They're just not practical in the real world always. But like, what is the real world and how can it be redefined to make it a better version of reality? That's a tough question. I think that the most practical thing that we could do the, the if I were to make one change in our society that I think would make the biggest difference I would replace our electoral system with a ranked choice voting system specifically I would probably use a board account with a Condorcet caveat stating that if there is a Condorcet winner to the election, that person becomes the winner. Uh, and in the case where there is no Condorcet winner, we go with a board account instead. That's how I would do it. And I think that that, on top of, say, uh, making Election Day a national holiday as well, would increase voter turnout, it would diversify parties, there would be more than just two parties where you have to vote against somebody that you hate rather than for somebody that you like. It would allow people to participate in the system and feel like they have a meaningful impact and on top of that, uh, it would, I mean, uh, more people be a lot happier with the turnout of elections. I feel like our society would gradually become more egalitarian over time. We'd be able to fix a bunch of problems that seem impossible to fix right now just because we can't get people to agree on things. Because rather than having us fight against each other, uh, it would allow us to work together to see what we think we have in common and how we can work with that rather than against something that we don't like about someone else. Know? So, if anyone does not know the way that ranked choice voting works, it's rather than just one man, one vote, you vote for the person that you want, and that's that. You rank the candidates in the order that you like them. Uh, and when they start getting eliminated, when it becomes clear that you voted for someone who's not going to win, your vote then counts for the next person instead. Uh, and that, that's a really oversimplified version of it. That's not what I described when I said I wanted to support a caveat, but 